So everybody has experienced pain. We all know what it feels like, but the question is, what do you do when you're going through that experience? Whether it be death, whether it be a loss of a job, or whether it be a loss of a child, or just finances in general, we all know what pain feels like. But I wanted to provide an environment where people could grow, where they could be truthful, and where it could be insightful, because not everybody is alike, but the bottom line is, is that we all can identify with each other. And so I wanted this place to be a spiritual place, a place filled with love and hope, because even in your darkest times, we all need something to look up to. So stay tuned. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, everybody. Hey, girl. What's up? Hey, what's going on? So you guys have tuned in to Stay Tuned Podcast, and we are continuing on with our health series This is the seventh episode for season two, and today I wanted to talk to you guys about money, and I absolutely don't know anything about money, so I bought in a true expert. I have Mr. Damon Fields. He is the president and CEO of HME Consulting, Inc., and he's going to tell us how to handle our money. I have my girls with me. I have Z. Hey. Hey. And I have Mel. Yo, yo, yo. I'm so excited. Me too. But low-key, you know, during the daytime, Z is an accountant by day. And so she's super geeked about talking about I money. I am. I am. All right. So we're going to let her run the show this time. All right, Mr. Fields, how are you doing today? Oh, great, great. It's a beautiful day. Thank you so much for being here with us. Well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. (laughs) So, Mr. Fields, you have two offices, right? You have one in Durham and you have another in Raleigh. Uh, One in Durham. I'm sorry, in in New York. York. Yeah. All right. And so the one in New York has been open since 2008 and the one in Durham has been open since 2011. That's correct. All right. So how do you juggle being a dad of four children and you have a wife and you have two companies? Or one company, but I'm just saying two two parts to it. I'm tired of okay. hearing it. I just want to lay down and take a big nap. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ha- having a great support system. Uh, obviously, uh, been married to my wife going on 16 years. Wow. So uh, we've been friends before that. So just having good family, just trying to get rest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, prayer, just, just my faith and just... Uh, just believing uh, and staying focused and love what I do. Oh, I, I don't awesome. I don't get up every morning and say, well, I'm going to a job. Actually, I have a passion for uh, being an advocate mm-hmm. for people in this fashion when it comes to uh, taxation and uh, business advisory. Oh, so awesome. I, I get up. I get up every morning having fun. I'm mm-hmm. a geek for numbers. So. Yes. That's dope. That's really yes, dope. Yes, yes, Everybody yes. wants to be like you. I promise. <laughs> I promise. All right. So you also have taught at St. Aug, um, doing financial literacy. Oh yeah, that was that was a, a great opportunity. Actually, uh, changed me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, In what way? How so? I had the opportunity to actually sow into a lot of young men and women's lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we have some bright, bright. Uh, young men and women who attend HBCUs mm-hmm. and I, I had the opportunity uh, to work with them firsthand and share some things that I've learned working in the corporate uh, area and also in my business and actually help some students uh, 
think about doing uh, being hedge fund managers, mm-hmm. you know, going into finance or being doctors and, and expand the horizon to let them know that they can do and reach their dreams. So that was that was a great two and a half to three year time at St. Louis. Wow, that's, that's awesome. excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. That's really awesome. So we're going to roll right into it. All right. What is the importance of money management and how do we go about starting the process? Well, I, I think that's an open question. Uh, there's a, a, a thought uh, that's all, when I think about money management is uh, he who, who fails to plan, plans to fail, mm. right? And uh, when you think about it, money, uh, I'll go to the Bible if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. The Bible go, says, go, go. We go to the Word all the time. <laughs> all the time. Okay. The Bible <laughs> Oh, this is my so the word you, you in the right yes. place. <laughs> I'm in the right place. Yes, yes. Uh, the Bible says money answereth all things, mm-hmm. right? And um, okay, so if we are people of faith. Mm-hmm. We know money answers all things. That we need this to to survive. We need to sustain. We need this mm-hmm. to accomplish. We need this to to uh, to reach goals. Right. So the importance of money management is just. I mean, it, it's a necessary evil, mm-hmm. you know? So that's the importance. And how do we go about starting the process? I, I think you start from evaluating yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do also need a professional, I believe, uh, to see at least once a year or twice a year or something like that. Okay. But you start from yourself. What is important to you? Uh, what type of lifestyle you want to mm-hmm. live? Or what lifestyle you are trying to live. Okay. So you, you you think about it's a necessary evil, one. And then number two, you evaluate yourself. And then number three, you go and get some professional help. Okay. Just like you need a therapist. Right. Right? You got to go to the doctor. Okay. You got to go to the dentist. That's right. All right. You need a professional. Uh, let that be a CFP, a CFA, a MBA, mm-hmm. a DBA, whatever. You go to a professional in business mm-hmm. and to uh, pay them for their time okay. and, and gain some knowledge to help you uh, as you really just manage yourself and manage your money. Okay. All right. All right. That's a good way to start. Yeah. Way to start. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about IRAs. What is the difference between Roth and traditional and why is it important? Okay, this is a great question. Even though I would usually refer to my wife as the more professional in this one. But, uh, uh, hey, Mrs. Phil. Yes, yeah, hey, yeah. hey, girl, hey. <laughs> Dad, they're giving you a shout yes. out. Right? Yes. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, especially from a tax perspective, and I want to try to uh, hone it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're doing your tax returns, these, these are uh, two factors that can affect uh, what is either a credit or something that you would have to pay extra taxes mm-hmm. on. So I want to preface that. But a traditional IRAs are usually upfront uh, tax deductible, and they usually have tax implications on the federal and state level. Gotcha. So number okay. one, Roth IRAs uh, usually have no tax breaks upfront. Oh. But... Withdrawals are generally tax-free. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome! Now, it, it depends mm-hmm. because there are some age limits in that. Okay. Oh. I think with the Roth and, and and I might 
just off the top of my, mm-hmm. my dome, excuse me, mm-hmm. I think it's 59 and a half. It is, it is. And then mm-hmm. with the traditional, it's 70 years of age. And with the traditional, when you're 70, you are mandated to take minimal distributions mm-hmm. per year. But, but this is the crazy thing about this traditional IRA. When you get to 1099R, mm-hmm. believe it or not, depend on what your income is, you still can be taxed. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah because you. it really depends. Because when you're doing a tax return, and you know, when you do a tax return, taxes, uh, I would say, uh, balances owed and tax credits really are not just one item, mm. but it's a culmination of mm-hmm. items. Gotcha. And when it comes to traditional Roth IRAs, mm-hmm. depending on where your income is, will affect these breaks. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. All okay. right. Okay. Sorry for. No. 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 That's this is what we need. Yeah. Um, can you briefly explain what a four hundred one k is and the importance is of having it? Well, I mean, uh, we know a, a lot of traditional jobs will will give you four hundred one k, and sometimes we think we've. We've hit the golden egg. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they match my okay, <laughs> they don't match that four percent. <laughs> yeah, uh, l- let me tell you what I found out, and actually, uh, what I do every year, I have to take a certain number of CPEs for the Internal Revenue Service mm-hmm. to practice uh, at the level that I practice at, and then actually, uh, my wife uh, Tashana Fields, who's the president of HME Wealth Management, uh, she, she, you know, for the couple of years she's been doing this. She told me, honestly, the 401k is nothing but a shell. Mm. Wow. Mixed in of different type of investments. Mm-hmm. It'll okay. have mutual funds. Okay. It'll have uh, bonds. It'll have, it's basically a type of, uh, a type of instrument that they have some tax rules called, and they, and that's a 401k. Because the, um, I'm the word, I'm a lot, but. The sister product to the 401k is something called a 403b. I've heard of that. And that is only used for nonprofits. Oh, okay. Okay. But really, 401k is just a shell of a type of uh, mutual fund, stock, bonds, financial instrument that has rules and regulations that are set by FINRA and SEC concerning your retirement investment. Gotcha, gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. Okay. So is it important for us to have one? I mean, should we invest in the 401k? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think you you should. Okay. Or, uh, well, there's some rules. Sometimes you can't get one if, you're, uh, if your job doesn't offer it. You know, sometimes some 401ks have rules. But I, I, I advise everybody to get something. Mm-hmm. You can get an IRA, mm-hmm. uh, Something self-directed. Is it um, better to go with your bank when it goes to that? Like, um, let's say you do have a 401k option with your company, mm-hmm. and instead of using their 401k, should you opt to just stay with your bank and use a 401k product they may have? Well, you know what? A lot of banks have them. Uh, a lot of banks that we know, so I can't, I'm not going to name them, but a lot of banks that we know I didn't have know them. that. I yeah. thought that it was something that was only offered through your employer. No. A lot of banks have them. Uh, it, it's good, but honestly, you can go to financial professionals and get a more aggressive and better rate. 
Gotcha. For example, you might go to Bank X. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the face right. you said was you enough. weren't going to mention the bank because <laughs> of rights we can't say okay bank. I understand. you might go to bank x and mm-hmm. a lot of people be like girl i went to bank you know da, 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 da. but then you'll look up a financial professional mm-hmm. and this the bank might only be giving you say four percent of the ira financial professional might be able to give you six to seven mm-hmm. okay that's mm-hmm. a huge difference right and because the reason they're able to do that is because on the secondary market, you know, they can be more aggressive because the companies are private. They're not regulated like a big bank who wants to only give you four and keep the other two or other three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you okay. get what I'm saying? Gotcha. So, um, yeah, so you can either go to your bank or, you know, you can find a financial professional. There's a, a lot of licensed, uh, I'm not even only promoting HME Wealth Management, but there's a lot of licensed uh, insurance, annuities, uh, uh, what's it, Series 6, 65, 63, 7 professionals mm-hmm. that can offer the same services that the bank would. Gotcha. Got you. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So how do you decide on the best retirement or savings plan? Well, you know, I'll go back. You go to a professional and, mm-hmm. and then also think about your Think about yourself in, in this case. Uh, every day we're not getting younger. We're right. actually getting older, right. all of us. Uh, and where do you want to be when you're 55? Where do you want to be when you're 65? And it's better to have something than to have nothing. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I know this is not, uh, I don't know if this is on, on script, but one of the things that I like and actually have it per- personally is something called an index universal life uh policy okay what that policy does and this is a little little nugget here (laughs) it's a mixture of the index which includes s p 500 the euro uh some other type of markets Mm -hmm. which have been gaining 12 to 30 percent over the last 18 years Mm. look it up Mm. (laughs) bang just drop one we dropped the mic right (sighs) Uh, it, it's also a mixture of, of life insurance. Okay. Mm-hmm. So but, it's investment and life insurance. Correct. Mm-hmm. So if you're someone who's real conservative, you just want to start out, you just get a little IUL. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, you don't know, probably after 10 or 15 years, you might have $150,000 of cash in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which okay. normally it takes you sucks. Sometimes 50 years to save 150. Okay, right. But if you're putting in an instrument that's already gaining 7 to 12%, you've already, you know, started to, mm-hmm. to go down that path. So um, when you look at investment options, think about doing something. I mean, okay. savings is good, but that's a little, that's a little, you know, that ain't really, you can only save with so much cash or get so much money. That's true. Think about a little annuity. Think about an index universal life, something uh, that is doesn't have a lot of risk mm-hmm. at first. Mm-hmm. And then as you build a little egg, mm-hmm. then you can go a little more aggressive. You that know, makes stocks sense. and bonds and uh, et cetera. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's kind of like a two-part question. So let me ask you, when should it be started? Um, you've kind of answered the other portion of this, which is how much should I invest in it? And how do we calculate the amount that should be saved for retirement? Um, I think every month you should be trying to save, if you can, Mm -hmm. at least 10 to 20% minimum of your income. Of your income. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you can. 
Some seasons in your life do not dictate that. Can we break that down for the people who are not so good in math? <laughs> so if I bring home, let's just say $4,000 a month, okay, mm-hmm. how much of that should I be putting away? $800. Yeah. A month. A yeah. month. Okay. Yes. At, at minimum four, mm. but yeah. 800 okay. is right. Okay. And think about it. But 800, 800. <laughs> hey. It's the truth. I, I mean, I'm just trying to be grown up. Look, okay. You, you spend more of that sometime eating during the yeah. Or on hair. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Can I get a witness? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. It's you the know, truth. so when you think about that, mm-hmm. you spend hair, nails, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to do your thing. That's fine. But Jordans. Jordans. Yeah. Oh, or we don't have to do our thing anymore. That's mm-hmm. the truth. Yeah. Right. And, and right. it's only for a season. That's and you right. think about it, uh, with 800, I can show you right now, you can put 200. In the IUL, you can put two hundred in an E Trade account, wow. and you—that's already four hundred. Uh-huh. You can put another two hundred in your rainy day savings, which I think we're going to talk about later. Yes, and then, or you can take that extra two and spread it across the IUL and your E Trade account. I mean, that's eight hundred dollars oh, right wow. there, and you spent it, or you spent it. Either you spent it, or you're already spending it now. In another place. Right. But sense. see, you have those people that are the opposite. What do you do for that person who only makes a thousand dollars a month? That's true. Well, I'm. Well, we're at, you're talking about people who are at the poverty line, so you might right. not be able to save anything. Yeah. That's you not might, realistic. Or, right. or uh, I think E Trade or Scott Trade, you can start a, or even Edward Jones. I mm-hmm. think you start a minimum of a hundred bucks. Okay. Because mm-hmm. so we thing, we want to make sure we can. Because that's the thing, you want to try to get out of that. And right. we seem like we make it so hard for people to make these changes. Right. So I really want to get to that too. Yeah. Like some people don't make 4000 Some people only make two okay, or 2500 so and, right. and in that, yeah. right. and when you think about that, so for like the single parent homes where it's a mm-hmm. mom and she has two children or whatever, she might have two jobs and she might make a pretty decent living, right? Yeah. But her income might oh. only be, you know, twenty five, three thousand uh, dollars I'm sorry, twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars a month. That is gone. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Rent, food. That's it. Trap. So if she can yeah. try to save twenty five dollars every single time she gets paid, is that something that you you yeah. know, starting off small and then building your way up to that eight hundred? You could do IULs as low as fifty to one hundred and twenty five dollars a month i know my wife does those okay mm-hmm. okay so there are products for everybody gotcha. there's even an annuity product i think that she has that starts at twenty five hundred dollars okay and it's ten percent on the interest wow. okay mm. okay okay it's something right it's better than right. nothing correct i mean when you break it down like that with the actual numbers and you can see it you say where it's gonna go here where it's gonna go there i was just thinking about what i what i blow my money on for the month mm-hmm so, trust me, yeah. I understand. I mean, I'm thinking about right now my son going to college, and thank God I have had an IUL since mm-hmm. you know I was like 30. Okay. I mean, I don't need to dip into that money, thank God. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying, if I needed to, I could. Right. That makes right. sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Great. Good stuff. So we've talked about you know how much you should save. Now let's roll over to the investment options. Okay. Oh, what are some of the best ones? Yeah, the investment options. Okay, yeah. I mean, 
Like I said, mm-hmm. uh, I think an IUL is great. Mm-hmm. I, I call it. Uh, what is an IUL? What does that stand for? Do you know? It stands for oh, Index Universal Life okay. Insurance, which is really, like I said before, it's a mixture of in the index, which is the S&P 500, the euro, uh, is another seven indexes, uh, which have been gaining anywhere between 15 to 30% over the last 20 to 30 years. Wow, okay. That is, I call that the the best kept secret uh, for your average Joe. Yeah, because I haven't heard anything about an IUL. Yeah, I was going to say, I think there's a, I, how do I say this? <laughs> I, think, I think there's been a, a reasonable, uh, uh, just, just on a down low mm-hmm. type of exposure of that type of product to a certain community. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I understand. You see mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes. Um, to our and, Caucasian sisters and brothers. Praise God. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, but that's a great product. Mm-hmm. Annuities are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're usually are, are high yielding anywhere between six to eight, sometimes 10%. Uh, Start a little E-Trade account. Uh, we already said 401k for mm-hmm. our people that work in nonprofits, they can do 403bs. If you're just by yourself, you can get a self-directed IRA. Okay. You go to your bank and get that. Mm-hmm. You go to financial professional. If you're a small business person, mm-hmm. you can get what is called a a a SEP or simple mm-hmm. type of IRA. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's many investment options for no matter how small uh, your business is. Or how um, tight your income might be. Okay. At any time. So. Okay. Good stuff. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about emergency rainy day accounts and how important they are, and also how much we should be saving. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> rainy day, especially seems like how things going now with mm-hmm. a lot of rain. Right. Um, <laughs> It's raining all right. Ooh, <laughs> Dollars. <laughs> I mean, I, I think you, you should try to have at least six months, if you can, mm-hmm. of just in case. And now, depending on the size of your family, that can dictate a lot, too. Correct. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't do six months if we got a big family. If you work. got... Some people can't do six days. <laughs> if it's, if it's a, like, Let's say a family of seven. You got mm. five children, mom and dad. Mm. Two incomes. You know. still, that's still... It, mm. Yeah. How do you do that? I mean, Try three months. Three months. Right. Okay. I say three months. You want to do six if you can. Okay. But just working towards a goal, start off with one month, start off with two months, gradually move your way up. And you want to be able to have money in this slush fund like this where it's, you know... You want to be able to cover all the basics. Mm-hmm. For example, where you live, what it costs to eat, what it costs to pay your creditors. Okay. Okay. Because sometimes your credit could be better than anything. That's some, that, I can do a whole thing on that. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, what it, what it costs to pay your creditors, what it costs to pay your vehicles, mm-hmm. what it costs to just live basic no going to the movies no mm. going to uh mm. vacation so if your monthly expenses you know is around 4500 to 6500 mm-hmm. a month then you need to have three to six times of that in the bank 
That sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, in retrospect, when you calculate all your bills, your rent, everything, that's it. Because the majority of people's mm-hmm. rent is about $1,200. That's just like a regular thing now. 1200 Let's talk about the light bill. Twelve. Oh. Duke your energy. water. But you know what? A lot of your people. gas. A lot of people forget to put that in a budget. Mm-hmm. They'll make a budget. They'll do their rent. They'll do cable, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you don't do incidentals. You don't do that. I'm about to spend $20 on jeans. Correct. That $20 count. You forget that you need to eat. Right. You forget about the gas in your car. Oh, my God. People always forget to your put that in a budget. change. All yeah. that. Just car the smallest thing. Though that pack of gum that you buy every day, which actually adds up to about $10 a month because you want the expensive gum. Well, when you think about how many times people eat out. A day. Oh yeah, I work, spent two hundred dollars right? one week. Five dollars a day. Mm-hmm. Twenty dollars for five dollars. But I'm saying, well, you can. You can get the five for five. I don't. <laughs> I was with my homeboy one time. He ordered a five for five, and I'm like, I hear you. If you <laughs> buy a five for five every day, that's twenty dollars. That's a hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. It's gone. So what happened if you're going to Panera Bread and you're going to right. Starbucks? You talking right. about twenty? That's why I can't go out because all my stuff is expensive. <laughs> I had to calculate it. I love Zoe's Kitchen. They have salmon there. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. Yes, that's thirteen dollars every single time I order the tray, the salmon kebab with the little jasmine rice. Mm. And you having a flashback? Are you hungry? Yes, girl. Your eyes closed. Yeah, you're yeah, hungry. Thirteen dollars. I'm hungry right now. Thirteen dollars a day. Yeah. This is disrespectful. Yeah. <sighs> Next question. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we have went over money management, and I think we are going to relook at that mm-hmm. probably in another episode. That's cool. But right now, let's just touch on tax prep. So we're going right in the tax break. It's the season. It's the season for the IRS to take your money. (laughs) So, yes. Because all them little $4,000, $6,000 parent checks y'all was getting. Yeah. They gone. (laughs) Gone. They gone. So, what is the importance of filing your taxes? And how many years can you go without getting a penalty for not filing your taxes? If that's possible, <laughs> I gotta, right. gotta laugh to keep from crying. How important is it? Okay, ask Wesley Snipes and uh, don't do it. Right. Right. I'm okay, I'm gonna go to jail. Um, Gun, he was our first black superhero. Don't do that. I'm gonna yeah, go to jail. Poor Wesley. Hey, but he went to jail, and so did Lauren Hill go to jail. But, uh, oh, I'm man. sorry to say those things, but you know, this is public information, it's so true. I'm not putting nobody on the street. But, um, yeah, it's very important. There's no, there's no question. There's, there's two things you got to do. You got to die and you got to pay, pay taxes. taxes. I mean, <laughs> the taxes. I mean, it's cute. You can't run for that. Um, how, it's very important. Um, how many years can you go without getting He's laughing at this. He's really laughing. Like, she really asked me that question. All right, that's like, you, uh, that's like you asking me, can you go to Mars and, and, um, and, and get a, uh, Hennessy or something. <laughs> Sorry. No, there's none. I mean, the IRS, technically, there is some statute of limitations okay. of a 10-year and an 8-year. But believe it or not, now they have a new rule where, depending on your age, mm-hmm. they have what is called a collectability uh, age. So, if you're in your 30s or 40s right now and you never file taxes for the next 15 years, they can still collect until you get to a certain age. Wow. So you can never, ever 
run away from the penalty unless you're in a tax case where you're trying to argue uh, something called reasonable cause. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that, that that's another topic. But uh, to answer your question, very and none. <laughs> <laughs> that answers your question because they right. ask me all the time. So a year or two... A year or two, you can go by, but you can still catch back up. But you said there was like an eight and a ten year gap. Like we're not talking about that huge, but no. if you miss it that for one year and you follow them all together for two years, that's not like a big deal or anything, right? No, you're still paying the penalty. It can be maybe five to twenty five percent. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. Per year. Okay. What taxes are you exempt from? Um, for instance, when you file exempt on a W four form, how does that affect you when you file? You're not exempt from anything. Oh, okay. You can pay taxes when you, like I said, you die too. Even when the year, of, and this is an extra, but even the year of your death, you're filing a final return. Wow. Just to let you know that. So, yeah. uh, that's just, yes. I had to file for Okay, so in this sense, you know, everybody, uh, you hear about this all the time. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm technically doing it myself. You have six months where you file exempt, and then you come back and you file what you're normally supposed to file, and you're supposed to break even. Does that really help you? No. What that is, is when you get a W-4 and an NC-4, and I know I'm kind of probably skipping there, what that is, is you're telling the IRS or the state for which you pay state or local taxes to what your filing status is, and what your filing status is, they are estimating the amount of taxes that are supposed to be withheld or not withheld from your regular W-2 paycheck. So that's what the W-4, let's give an example in North Carolina, W-4, NC-4, EZ, that's what that's for. Mm -hmm. So let's do this. Say I'm uh, Jane Doe and I make $50,000 and during the first six months, I I claim zero. Okay. Right? And I got four children. Mm -hmm. What I'm telling the IRS is that I want the highest rate of taxes withheld mm-hmm. from my pay with my employer. The six months come by and I'm like, man, no, I need to see more of my money in my check. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go eight. That means I'm telling the IRS, I want you to hold the least amount of money from my check. And that's going to, you're going to see the change in your uh, semi-weekly or monthly paycheck. Mm-hmm. So what, the, what happens is your employer at the end of the year, if they've done what they're supposed to do, they're going to have the combination of taxes that sh- federal income taxes that you said you wanted to withhold, which are uh, the accumulation of both the zero and the number eight. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Right. So how that affects you is at the end of the year, you'll see on your W-2, you'll see box one, which is your wages, salary, mm-hmm. and tips, and everything. And then box two, you'll see this thing that says federal tax withheld. That's the culmination of zero and eight. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that mm. affects you because we try to file your taxes and you're like, oh man, I'm going to get this refund. You ain't with old enough taxes. So what they do is they do like a guesstimation from that top, from that block where you didn't have anything taken out. That's okay. correct. Okay. Gotcha. Good That's stuff. some good information. It is. Um, really good. So while we're talking about that, who can claim head of household and who can claim dependents? Because that's a big thing, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> around tax season. It used to be that <laughs> no, because a lot of people want to claim. Right. And trying to explain to them that they cannot because you just want to mm-hmm. isn't a good answer. 
and they're not taking it anymore. I, re- I remember this actually, uh, but I, this book is a little thick. I go. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I love this question. Who can claim? Okay, so technically, you know, you have, I believe, and I'm correct, either four or five different types of filing statuses, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. So you got single, right? You got head of household. Mm-hmm. You got married filing jointly. Mm-hmm. You got married filing separately. Yep, right. Then you got widow. Yep, right. Or widower with children. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's a more than four or five. All right. So let's go to head of household. Uh, to be considered head of household, you cannot be married. If you file like that and you are caught, you can get what is called a fraud penalty. No, man. Which can be up to 75 to 100% of the taxes owed. That's number one. Um, Head of household is really meant for someone. uh, You know what? Let me me take that back. You can, but let, let let me show you how you can... Let me show you, you can work it out if you're married, which is still legal. Okay. So, but you shouldn't be like married, like, okay, how, how do I say it? You shouldn't be two people married, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other one is working. Mm-hmm. Both of them are working and one files head of household mm-hmm. and one file mass files separately. Mm-hmm. Okay, Can I say gotcha. that clearly? Because my, yeah. yeah. If you do so that. Can, can the husband file head household and is his wife is dependent? Is that how that will work? Or could no. she still file her taxes, but just as, what would she file it as? Or would their taxes just go together? If you're married in the same house, you both work, you both got jobs, you should be filing two statuses. Either married filing separately mm-hmm. or married filing jointly. Gotcha. So that's why. You can't why file I, married. Her, I mean, you can't be married and be head of household and file separately. Exactly. You can't be either or. You can't be, you can't be, uh. I'm married, I filed head of household, and you filed married filing separately. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Living in the same house, working, kids, cohabitating, all that. And that's where the first thing I, I brought up. Mm-hmm. Now, let me tell you, if you're married, how you can file head of household. Okay. If you are the only person in the house working, any income, no... Uh, you know I mean the main source mm-hmm. of all the children of your wife. If you got a family member in it, and you're working, say you're you're the husband or the wife, then you can file head of household. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And your your wife will be a dependent. There are no other sources of income coming in. Correct. Gotcha. Gotcha. But you can't be two people work, living in the same house, and you say, "Well, baby, you file married filing separately, and I file head of household." That's when you're subject to that fraud penalty. Mm-hmm. And this is a silly statement well it's not a silly no. stuff but it's people want to know why can't you file head of household and be single technically i am the head of that household it's my house i pay the rent so why can't i file head of household what is so and special about kids? filing head of household? well the deduction is bigger gotcha so right. a lot of times so people want to use return. head of household you get more back right. on oh, your okay. return and, and to to support what she's saying what happens is, see, the filing statuses dictates what credits and deductions are available for you mm-hmm. as a taxpayer. You see, because <laughs> if you're single, you don't get the same, uh, you're not... You get nothing. Exactly. Nothing. Number one, your tax rate is higher. Mm-hmm. 
single and married filing separately are the two highest tax rates. Married filing jointly and head of house and household, excuse me, mm -hmm. are the lower of the tax rates and they open up more tax credits, which then affects the refund or the less of tax um, burden that you, mm -hmm. you know. Somebody you getting some end. money. Do you hear me? On the yeah. back end, whoever <laughs> is collecting these checks. <laughs> <laughs> the government is collecting these checks. I know. I, I, I want to tell you this. You know, I look at tax preparation or mm -hmm. any type of tax advice that we do. The real people that are really winning or doing taxes are the people that are making a hundred, two fifty, but they pay two thousand at the end of the year. Because mm -hmm. you know what, they kept most of their money. Oh, okay. Well, I want to keep that. most of my money. Right. Now, I don't care about refunds. Mm -hmm. Refunds right. are good. I ain't saying that I, I, I won't take my money for the IRS. I will take all the money they will give me. Right. But what I'm saying is, the people who really win, mm -hmm. and when you're doing tax preparation, mm -hmm. it's uh, the less money you have paid to the state, to the local, and to the government. Those are the people who are the winners. Yeah, right. the people who are winners right. are the one where you do your taxes and you don't owe them at all. Mm -hmm. They don't owe you. You don't owe them. We look. I broke even. Right. I did my taxes. I'm done. Z you just know? said that. She just said that this week. She was like, you know, people look at getting a refund as a good thing. She was like, actually, it's not necessarily a good thing. Well, or was, you look at it as part of your income. Right. Ooh, I can't wait till I get my tax return. I'm about to buy a car or play this car note. Mm -hmm. Somebody asked you, will wait for a tax return to. Pay their rent. Mm -hmm. I pay my rent last month because I know I'm doing my taxes this month. No, I want to tell you. I don't. I. I uh, how do I say this nicely? Mm -hmm. Oh, you don't have to say it nicely. Okay. Here. You can just say, Look, say, say. I don't want to deal with people like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm being honest. Yeah, right. and I think well, I have another theory. I think that companies have tried to profit off of certain communities, especially our communities, right. by trying to put these things, go win your refund back and all that right. nonsense. Mm -hmm. When right. if they, if our if certain community, like our communities will be more empowered, we will understand we need to flip the script like our current president and yo, don't worry about how much money I'm getting right. back, but how much money am I keeping Correct. on the front end. That's right. Because that's what those brothers do. Mm -hmm. They keep their, most of their money. Okay, look, I made two fifty. I pay you two grand during the year. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, I want to keep my money. I want to be exactly. like that <laughs> when I growed up. So, hey, you know. We, we can do it. Yeah, absolutely. We can do it. So, I mean, I just tell people, whoever come to me, uh, no matter if they're a single mother mm -hmm. or someone that's a small business, look, we looking at, um, our first consultation is I usually tell them we're looking at tax preparation a different way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what, you know, and my first consultation, what I usually do is say, look, you need to somehow, some way, get yourself a little small business or something on the side. Mm -hmm. Something that, you know, that won't take up your time, but you want to start unlocking other things. Right. And to bring start, in more income. Exactly. Gotcha. Right. And protecting yourself and keeping more money up front. Mm hmm. This so, will be my way out, Z. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, who can claim dependence, and does the age matter? Who can claim dependence? Um, so, yeah. let me ask this. <laughs> if you are a mother and you have children mm -hmm. with someone outside of your home, you have, they have, all of them have separate fathers, let's mm -hmm. just say, you know, around about four or five kids, right? Mm-hmm. I think the tax credit now, you can only claim two. Mm -hmm. 
do you bid off the rest of your kids and let their dads claim the other? How does that work? Well, because face. you can only claim two. This is, you know, how do you get the income back? He's so sad. He's like, oh, good, girl. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, he's like, what? You know, street talk on I mean, because I don't know. We have listeners all over the world. Yes. Um, we yeah. have listeners in Japan. We have listeners in Russia. We make it, y'all. But I'm just saying, like, it's blended families all over the place. Right. What is going to get you locked up? Well, right. um, <laughs> let me tell you what the IRS says. The IRS says if a children, uh, uh, excuse me, if any child is in your care or in your home for six or more months, that you should be able to claim them. Now, it asks you when you're doing, uh, when you're unlocking the child tax credit, ask you these questions. Can anyone else claim this child mm-hmm. and stuff like that? Yes. And um, you take an oath, or my level of representation, you take an oath that we have to uh, ask those questions and make sure that they're they're legal and they're 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 truthful right. and have documentation for them. So if if you taking care of a child, they're in your house for more than six months, you can claim them, and you should claim as. Many kids are you putting money into. Okay. Okay. That's what I can say about that. Yeah, but I know at a certain <laughs> age, the, the 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 credit is different or you'll lose the credit at a right. certain age and a certain income. Right. At a certain age and certain income level. level. Right. If, if well, they're still in your house, they're 21, 22, you can still put them as dependents. You're just not going to get the same type of mm-hmm. earned income right. credit mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. child tax credit. But okay. actually, if... If that's the truth, that's smart if I'm a single mother because now I can do what? Head of household. Mm-hmm. And also, I've just now unlocked other tax that means, credits. That, okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, since we're talking about dependents, what if you are the primary in the household? I know you just said that the that if a husband or whatever, he's working, he's the only source of income, but you can claim your spouse as such, like if there's children in the home too. Correct. You can still claim head of, head of household in that sense too. Yeah, if you have a husband, he's not working. You yeah. have children. So yeah. you can do, okay. Gotcha. Cool. But it, I mean, if the husband's not working, it kind of, it makes sense actually kind of to, to also do marry father jointly because you still get the same. Okay. Yeah. The deduction really doesn't change. You still okay. get the same, you unlock the same taxes and credits. Okay. All right. Cool. I kind of wanted to dive a little more into that question, um, the income level, because even mm. with, let's say you have a child, but now you make seventy thousand. Mm. Yeah, let's talk about Mel. Yeah, unlocking it. Oh, you, she don't get no money back. Oh, I never have. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I mean, I don't know what her she business makes. in the streets. I don't know what but, she makes. I don't know what she makes, but I'm just saying she's somebody, like, she's an anomaly. Somebody who who is not sitting here. I'm just saying, yeah. they make a certain amount of money, right. and they do have children, and it seems like they never get, get any money back. back which kind of, <laughs> you know, it kind of leads into the next question. So I'm just gonna go there too. Go is it better to claim the standard deduction mm-hmm. or to do an itemized deduction because? I noticed, you know, you have some people who they'll go to see their accountant with a box of receipts. But I'm just going to be honest, especially when it comes to black Americans or our people, we always just do the standard deductions. We don't keep receipts. Mm-hmm. We don't itemize. We don't keep that receipt we got from the doctor. So 
is that actually our detriment? Uh, of course. And um, so so let, let me answer this in these parts. Mm-hmm. So uh, first, yeah, your income will derive what you can get from an earned income credit. If you're single or you're head of household, you got one child, you're making 70 grand, eh, you're not getting earned income. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that right now. Because right. I think when Dang, you're, when you're, uh, <laughs> when you're, when you're, when you're uh, head of household, one child, I think you got to make no more than 14 or Oh, my God. Yeah, like which that. is why I'd never got Right? Yeah. And if you, you have three children or more, you have to make nothing less than 59. Yeah. So you're, you're not getting earned income. Which means you can't even take care of your kids. Right. Right. And my thing is, you can get the child tax credit because uh-huh. you're a child, whatever, and head of household. Uh, but uh, what was I saying? Okay. So I got that. What was the second part of the question? I just got Should it? <laughs> is it better to do the standard deduction or right. the itemized? Right, right, right. I do it so, all the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back. What unlocks you? What what gives you the right to do the standard deduction? Mm-hmm. I think that's the issue we need to understand. Right. Um, it's not about bringing a box of receipts. You can bring all the receipts you want. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to say you ain't going to use them. <laughs> I mean, you just like to bring receipts. But um, what gives you the right to um, to use Schedule A mm-hmm. it, it is, is certain things like if you have a mortgage. Mm-hmm. It, because, you know, medical expenses is only 2% of that. You ain't getting much oh, back. Okay. You bring all the medical expenses you want, you ain't getting nothing. So, um, That's bring nothing. that box. Yeah, right. So, uh, you have to have had an, an extraordinary amount of medical I mean, expenses for it to make a difference. You know, so, yeah, she's right. So, you talk about you need to have mortgage, uh, you need to have uh, real estate, pro- personal property. North Carolina, you pay personal property tax, you can use that. Another thing is, uh, sometimes people don't know this, is something called Form 2106, which mm-hmm. is unreimbursed employee expenses, which you can use if you work two jobs and you drive from job to job mm-hmm. during the year. So for my people who work in two or more jobs, you drive from job to job, you need to be getting reimbursed that mileage. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes, mileage. can help you. Mileage, cell phone, there are other type of expenses. I have a, a client that works uh, for Amtrak, mm-hmm. and he uses he pays union dues yeah. and stuff like that. So there's twenty form twenty one oh six, which then goes on top of the Schedule A, uh, and that can help you because if you itemize instead of standard deduction, what you're doing. As he will notice on page two of the 1040, mm-hmm. you're shrinking the amount of taxable income. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, because when you get to page two, line one, that's the AGI. That AGI is the number that's calculated of all your gross income, mm-hmm. right? Page one. But page two, once you come to that standard deduction, depending on how big income. that is, AGI. that's going to reduce the amount of taxable exposure. That's why, I mean, last year I've had at least six people that made over 250 and probably only paid six grand what eight grand ten grand mm-hmm. wow that's 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 minimal but it's because their schedule a uh-huh. was large right like one of them 
I remember it was 66 grand on that schedule. Like, I mean, but these are things from mortgage from 2106 to tax preparation, what they paid us uh-huh. last year. Um, oh, you can claim donation. that? Yeah. Yes. What? Donations. I, I do it. Donations, <laughs> yeah. Charitable. Man. Charitable contributions help. I mm-hmm. So we start keeping up with our receipts. Yeah, so, but just make sure you bring in the right receipts. Don't bring in a box of <laughs> yeah, medical experts, I'm going to tell you. So the receipt, garbage, the receipt you know. that we get, well, actually, you know what? Can it be receipts that we keep for the items that we purchase? Like, every year, we donate to women in homeless shelters. So, we need to hold on to the Walmart receipt or... Right, right. So, you have kind and you have uh, you have the, you have the uh, on, on schedule A, you have the the cash donation you can yeah, do, uh-huh. but then you also have the in-kind, which you could do furniture and stuff like that. Uh-huh. You keep those receipts and the value of it. You know, your tax preparer can go there. Mm-hmm. They got a file form. Remember, I was using the wet dress? Yes. That's what I was using that for. There's, okay. there's a form. I forgot the name. 88-something. It's not 8863. I think it's another form. Or 8882, whatever the form is, once you do the in-kind. I think it is 8863. It's 8863. When you do the in-kind over 500, you got to put the itemized. That will help you a lot. You know, on your schedule A. And then that will affect what your either refund or or taxes that you owe. Yeah. So you just can't itemize. You got to have something to itemize. Right. If not, right. your butt stuck with the standard I'd Dutch. I itemize these socks I bought you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, How about my girl said, booyah. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite movies. Though. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, since we're talking about um, deductions and everything else, we talked about the house. You were saying that um, that um, there are some tax breaks that homeowners can get, but can you delve more into that? Um, because everybody knows what when Bush was in office, he had gave everybody that right house, housing credit, and then two years later, everybody had to pay it back. That's when everybody's mortgage was, was yeah. No, no, no. So houses. people are under the impression just because they bought a house, now they're gonna be rich and they never have to owe the IRS. And mm-hmm. I always have to explain to them that is not the case. And there's certain deductions you can have. Homeowners do get a lot of deductions they have but you need right. is the right deductions correct i agree and a house ain't gonna make you rich just they need to they need to come my financial literacy class <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway uh yeah so yeah you're right you know uh those were those were great times where rates were different mm-hmm. uh values of properties were different i'm prefacing it what mm-hmm. you said about the bush era but mm-hmm. yeah once you own a home uh, the great thing is you do use a lot of expenses paid to your home, which mm-hmm. is the interest, uh, the real estate tax, uh, any other type of local HOA fees. That goes on your Schedule A, which we just talked about. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, that helps to reduce your taxable exposure. Also, uh, depending on how you're using your house, you can also mm. claim things like home office. Come on. A portion of <laughs> yes. that. Even a portion of your mortgage will go on to your home office. It's, there's there's different ways that a, a skilled and seasoned tax professional would know how to use these things for your benefit. Gotcha. Um, 
what else? To make sure I'm not uh, missing anything else. Uh, yeah, you know, if, if you do some, sometimes, you know, even if you're doing things, if there's someone with a disability or something building a ramp, or there's some of those deductions are, uh, you know, the cost of uh, building a ramp and stuff like that, improvements, sometimes those are tax deductible. And then also, if you have some type of uh, single member LLC or, or, uh, sole proprietorship, uh, once you put that, uh, if if someone has the, the software or knows how to do it, you actually can get a uh, depreciation bonus if you know how to do it. <laughs> okay. That will affect uh, your Schedule C uh, based off when you purchase the house, if a portion of the house is being used for business. Hmm. 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 (laughs) (laughs) so while we're talking about homes Mm -hmm. um do you file taxes on the funds you receive for the sale of your home Mm -hmm. and then also can you file can you file repairs for the sale of your home uh sell okay so we only talk about the sell process, right? This, mm-hmm. you know, like basically, if I had a house that I sold it, mm-hmm. you tell, yeah. Um, well, there is uh, whenever you sell a house within the given tax year, mm-hmm. uh, you should be issued something from the attorney that did the closing. I forgot the form number, but it, it shows the um, the amount that the house was sold for, the uh, leftover interest, the okay. leftover taxes. And that has to be reported, and I think it goes on, if I'm correct, Schedule D okay. for capital gains because there is a there's a capital gains tax that we have to pay on every sell, you know, every uh, house that we sell. Okay. okay. Um, repairs. Yeah, it depends on how the house is being used. Okay. If this is your personal residence, you probably won't get much for it. But, but if that, you do have a home office where you work out of there for your employer, so let's say, right. you know, you work from home right. for a hospital or whatever, right. you can use that. Then right. Right. And what you're probably going to do, you're going to take that repair and put it on the Schedule C. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which then will, de- you know, um, excuse me, which would be deducted and then lower your... Uh, your total gross income on your Schedule C and then roll over to page one of the 1040. Okay. okay. But okay. if I've sold the home and the mm-hmm. home is no longer mine, but I still have the repairs for it because I sold it within that tax year, can I still claim those repairs even though I no longer own the home? Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. you can. It will just be on your Schedule C because if it's a personal residence, mm-hmm. that only a portion of it is being used mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the home office you're probably doing a Schedule C. You're getting a deduction for the home office if it's a 10 by 20 or mm-hmm. 10 by 12, which you're using. So you got income made for that Schedule C. Then you're taking repair and maintenance and putting on the Schedule C. And it doesn't matter that I don't own the home anymore? No. Okay. Because cool. we're, we're only, remember, when we're doing taxes, like if it's 2018 right now, we're doing stuff that happened in 2017. 2017. Mm-hmm. Okay. As long as it's before December 31st, unless... Their retirement investments, which you can do those up until April 1st for the previous year. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We got That's a good. few more questions. And we're yeah. On we are. Um. I'm sorry. <laughs> I stopped the talking. I'm rolling here. Yeah, we rolling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is 
on the subject, but a little off the subject. Um, we had two lovely ladies on on Tuesday, yeah. and it, we want to take you back to your um, teaching days. Yeah. Hopefully, you can answer these questions. What is the best way to borrow for student loans? Man, listen, because mm. I owe them everything. I mean, I might as well just she give just them said, a baby. I just owe them everything. <laughs> My whole DNA, yeah. everything. A heart and a lung. I do. I have a friend that owes $90,000. She's wow. not a doctor, so yeah. I'm just saying. Wow. Mm-hmm. How are we going to get her out too. of that? No, because student, student sure. loans, they yeah. they, they, <laughs> they persuade you. They caress you. They say, come on. If you take out this, you get books. But if you take out this, you get a books and a car. Yeah. 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 And if you're poor... Yeah, you you're gonna take that. Student yeah. loans are yeah. paying somebody's rent right you're now. You're living off of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> see his face. Like, I don't know. I'm stunned on this one. Yeah. I, I am. Um, I mean, the best thing I think you can do is consolidate them. Mm. Um, the best way is not to take it to if you don't have. To, <laughs> but I, I'm gonna be honest. Unless you. Unless you got a rich uncle, mm-hmm. unless you come from money, it's hard to avoid mm-hmm. uh, to take out student loans. I've taken them. I mean, I mm-hmm. took them, took them now. Uh, mm-hmm. But my thing is, I'm just doing to try to try to do the best job to manage it, right? Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, as much as you can, refi them and reconsolidate them mm-hmm. and get a manageable payment. That's the best you could do. I don't know what else to say. Hit the lot. <laughs> That's what my mom say. Hit the lot. If you play lot, I'm not saying that. But you know, yeah. Mom say hit the lot. I'll pay him off. But um, so the best way to borrow is to avoid borrowing. Period. Correct. Yeah. I mean, what is the interest like on your student loans? Is it like the IRS depends. a day or? See, yeah. it depends. It depends on who you borrow from. Um, it depends on the time that you borrowed and how much you borrowed. That's why when you're taking out student loans, please only take out what you what need. You need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't take out any more. If you're going to go to school, please go to a school that you know you can hopefully get a job after. Don't, don't, don't please go to, go to school and know what you're going for. Yeah. That'd be the problem. <laughs> Look, I mean, that too. Yeah. But at least it's sad to say, but um, sometimes you get kids, they go to school, rack up $130,000, a student debt, and they work in that McDonald's yeah. when they come out. Yeah. And yeah. my thing is not that that's their intention, because right. they, they spent the time to discipline themselves, mm-hmm. go to school, go to class. Right. My thing is try to make a decision on a school that can give you the best opportunity right. and the chance to be employed or start a business after. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal That's advice. Now, do you mm-hmm. feel like um, do you feel like there's a need for financial aid advisors, or do you think some of them need a little more experience? Because I can say for this question, sometimes you meet some financial aid advisors especially in the schools and they have no idea what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones advising you for these student loans mm-hmm. and saying, Hey, we'll just take out all that. Then that's another question. It's hard for me to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if the financial advisors care. Right. Exactly. Right. I was going to say, are they I just mean, they counselors? Just collect a check. Right. I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> it work. Somebody need I mean, to be advising them. They, yeah. They probably got student loan debt like you too. <laughs> right. Um, I think the whole system is broken, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think most colleges, if they could, to try to pr- uh, promote within whatever discipline some sense of 
continual entrepreneurial um, focus of, uh, you know, somehow when you when you're in this discipline, if you're in communication, somehow sometimes have some type of little company, or if you're in medical, sometimes be a, a, some type of a, do something that can make you money while you're in school. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, that's the best I can answer on that. That's smart. We'll have to do a whole nother financial aid. Financial aid. That's just financial aid, and why we cry at night. (laughs) That's the truth. You wake up and your account is gone because they said they garnishing your wages. I'm telling you, it can happen. I I just think the system is broken. Yeah. You know what? Actually, I have a um, question that's kind of like off the script. Do you think that there should be financial literacy um, that? That, that type of program, that type of education course should be offered um, at the start, like maybe in elementary, middle school. That way, especially if you come from a poverty situation, you're not going to know how to save. We were just talking the other day about how we actually learn how to save money or what the whole aspect about of that was. Um, do you think that those types of programs should be started like at a very young age? I think from high school, mm-hmm. like your sophomore year of high school where uh, – I mean, it, it goes back to especially more the urban neighborhoods or our neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even think, um, I mean, I found myself the other day, a kid that I, uh, actually a family member of mine that mm-hmm. I don't really talk to, but mm-hmm. he was a top football recruit, and believe it or not, his school didn't even tell him about ACT and SAT. Mm. Yeah, because I oh, went wow. to, while you were mentioning that and you're mm-hmm. saying that, I actually went to a white high school, and they already do that. My sophomore year, mm-hmm. I actually had... And not so much an accountant class, but mm-hmm. just a class um, on credit and saving. Oh. And they let us pick our classes, so I chose that class. Huh. It was like, hey, this class will teach you. It taught us about investments, saving money, what your credit re- report looks like, why it looks like. And it was that was in the 10th grade. I didn't look at my credit report until but I was But I went 26. to a white school. Like, they didn't see, didn't teach that in the inner city. But that's what I'm saying. So I'm thinking, like, you know... Just like the same way they need to go back, and I don't mean to mm-hmm. digress to mm-hmm. the to the standardized test preparation mm-hmm. earlier in high school, they need the same thing about okay, student loans, college readiness. Mm-hmm. Right. This should be from sophomore high school, and I don't know. I went to a private school mm-hmm. from third grade. My mom was like, "We we in the project." She said, "No, no, no, I ain't letting you go to public mm-hmm. school anymore." She, I was the only. Me and my sister, two mm-hmm. people walking through the projects mm-hmm. with khakis and uh, <laughs> white t-shirts mm-hmm. every day. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Going through some of them. I'm from originally from Bed Stock. Okay. So, oh wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the Marcy talking mm-hmm. shout out. Bed Stock, do it, Josh. Sorry. That girl never left. Never left. So um, that's what's up. I like that. But um, going to private school and up until. The, you know, end of high school, still mm-hmm. still went to, uh, shout out to Nazareth in Brooklyn. So I went there, and we were doing these things. I was doing SAT prep from sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we thought it was just normal. Yeah, but we now, went through I mean, SAT, pre- SAT prep here, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that, that's kind of weird that he never got exposed Never, to but this was in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. That's what he told mm-hmm. me, yep. Mm-hmm. A big school, like 5,000 In Atlanta, students. he never got exposed. Yep. Because he's more than black neighborhood. Yeah. So wow. that goes to to wow. even go back to about this financial aid yeah. thing. It needs to start in high school, sophomore right. year. Right. These yeah. kids need to mm-hmm. start being prepared. 
on what it really takes to go to school because everybody's not even going to be a great athlete. Mm-hmm. More people right. are great students, right. less people are great athletes. So everybody needs to know. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very true. All right, cool. Okay, so I just want to go back for a second um, mm-hmm. and talk about owing the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what what effect does that have on you when you are consistently owing the IRS? And what are the ba- um, the best options as far as should you pay the IRS right out or should you set yourself up on a payment plan? Like, what are some of those options that you have? Yes. Well, it depends. Options? It depends. If you owe 50000 or more, your uh, your case goes to what is called a field officer. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets to that, you did not be, you mm. should be mm. talking to the IRS by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, Don't talk to the IRS by yourself. Not, I mean, and the IRS, they try to set you up and say, oh, we have an advocacy line. You ever heard that? Uh, yes. Stay away. They are not your friends. They uh, are not. They suck. They are <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, um, but when it's less than uh, 50 Anywhere between Let's ten say to twenty-five, eight thousand. Of you around eight thousand, uh, it really depends. Oh, okay. <laughs> what you need to do is, I mean, they're not going Wesley Snipes me. They not, not really. They they looking for you, nah, they but will. they not looking for you like they looking for. Because my it's aunt the 50, is, my aunt is a field officer, and she's the one that she comes to knocks on millionaires' doors. Excuse me, we're taking your car, we're taking your home. Just come on out. Just come on mm-hmm. out. That You're under arrest. Stop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you don't you don't want to go to that. <laughs> um, I mean, I have a pretty good relationship with the IRS. I mean, we've last year alone we negotiated over two million dollars. Oh wow! Wow. With the IRS, um, this year we're already on pace to probably do five. Okay. Um, but even if you owe eight thousand, mm-hmm. first I think you should go to tax professional just to have someone else. If you did your tax yourself or someone did taxes, mm-hmm. just look at it. Let mm-hmm. them do an evaluation. Because mm-hmm. you might just need an amendment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two amendments. You probably just didn't use something that you could have used. Mm-hmm. And, you know, might reduce your balance from 8000 to 4000 mm-hmm. You know? Okay. And that might be worthwhile paying somebody to drop it to 4000 mm-hmm. right. Yeah. right? Right. And then Always. you get yourself in a payment plan. Right. Okay. Form 9465. Okay. <laughs> he, he must he, do this a lot. Yes, he do. He <laughs> know them forms. They know that good. form. That boy good. Yeah, so what you, you know, that's when, you, you, you know, if it's 8000 mm-hmm. just pay a professional, let them look at it. And, you know, but if you get 10000 definitely don't talk to them. That's when you definitely need a professional. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and, you know. I always tell people they come to me. There's no guarantee I'm going to, you know, I, or when people say, "Oh, you're going to wipe it to zero? Mm, I say no. Mm. <laughs> and that's where people always get messed I don't up. Look for anybody they want a quick away. fix, and they don't really want yeah, to no. pay no. it out, work. even though they created it. You created the situation Correct. for yourself. It's going to be some penalty, right. yeah. so be prepared to pay something. Something, yeah. You know, look, I say I don't get you to zero. I'm trying to get you to what you're supposed to owe. Mm-hmm. Right. If right. that is it. So mm-hmm. you might. That's real. You might owe 6000 mm-hmm. after 10000 That's what you're supposed that's, to owe. Supposed that's 4000 less than 10000 That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I look at that mm-hmm. as a plus. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So right now there are so many companies that are studying that they can assist with that. But actually you kind of answered that question. You were saying um, 
you should look at a professional to assist mm-hmm. you with your debt. So do you feel like, what is it, like Optima Tax Relief, places yeah. like that are really yeah. good to help you with your debt consolidation yeah. for tax? You hear it on the radio, you see the commercial, yeah. mm-hmm. um, then they're just like, they got the guy rolling the little rock. Hey, we can <laughs> take care of your taxes. And the next thing you know, you owe everybody. Yeah, I, it's so funny. Uh, it's a true story, too. We uh, Two years ago, we negotiated... A uh, guy who owned a car dealership in the southern part of the state, and mm-hmm. they owed at first two seventy five. We got it down to thirty three thousand. Wow. The the um, so there's usually two phases when you uh, deal with these people. Um, you name those names, mm-hmm. uh, and then some other people. Number one, they usually take large retainers up front. Mm, that's true. Large retainers. I mean, we take a retainer too, but not as large as they do. But uh, we don't guarantee people say, you're going to get into the Fresh Start program. You're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Everybody ain't even eligible for no Fresh Start program. <laughs> that thing is so difficult to get into. Okay. You got to have specific factors to make you eligible gotcha. for it. But the reason I brought up the, the previous client, and if he he would even say it, um, we looked at his case, and I mean, this is something that took 12 months. Wow, a year. Because there's two two to three phases. Usually, you do the amendment, and then you take an offering compromise, and then sometimes that doesn't work with a revenue officer. You take mm-hmm. it to something called the appeals division. Mm-hmm. And we was able to prove through the appeals division that he owed money, mm-hmm. but he didn't owe 275 Okay. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? So, um, these companies, uh, you know, they promise a lot, but they're not realistic. And what the uh, appeals officer said to me, she said, I cannot even name the name of these companies, Mm -hmm. but you know them. Right. You are one of the few practitioners that I have heard that said, you owe something, but we're trying to get you to owe what is true according to the law. Gotcha. And a lot of these guys, you know, some of these companies, I don't even know. Some of them closed down too, like after the first year. Mm-hmm. So um, when you when you're choosing a company and you're trying to look for the right company, you want to look for a company that's been around, that actually uh, you know has a track record mm-hmm. of doing great work. Mm-hmm. Um, and when someone's trying to tell you they're going to wipe their balance to zero, that's unrealistic. It's a lie. That's a. Let me tell you, there's only been twice I've wiped somebody's balance to zero. Twice, and you've been doing this for how long? Ten years. Wow. Oh, by myself, ten years. Or as HME Consulting, we've been doing it for ten years. But together, between me, my other two partners, we probably got close to twenty-five to thirty years experience. But there's only been twice I've gotten zero, and the one time I got zero was because number one, the taxpayer had lost their job. Mm. They was uncollectible. I ain't telling you no lie. There ain't no secret potion motion. <laughs> I ain't got that. They I ain't got it. I ain't got it. Shout out to the Smurfs. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the taxpayer had lost income. Mm-hmm. They were making 200-something before. Mm-hmm. They lost income. We proved that. We followed the steps. Uh, and you got to be nice to those revenue officers when 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 you got somebody that's a jerk. I ever say I want to work with you. They'll be like, "Oh, you gonna be a jerk? I'm gonna stick you." Mm-hmm. You know, so I was nice to the revenue officer. We was compliant. We was courteous. Never cursed them out. Nothing. And they say, "You know what? This is what we gonna do." And they 
stamped the zero. Wow. You know, I never forget the wife calling me back. It, you'd be surprised. Money affects marriages. Yes. <laughs> Keeping it yes. real. It, it will. Yes. Stay tuned. Yes. 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 So they, um, their marriage was actually being affected by wow. it. And went from 33000 to zero. Yeah. Wow, and they, you know, the wife was very happy. I mean, everyone was happy. Mm. But that was just according to the law. Mm-hmm. Uncollectability. There's something called uncollectability and a reasonable cause uh, breakdown. So that was it. That's there was cool. no magic. Other than that, they probably would have owed like ten to twelve thousand, mm, wow. and that's still good. Yeah, yeah right. that's yeah, still right. better than owing. Like if if they can get you down to at least twenty percent of what you owe, maybe thirty. That's awesome. You owe like a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and now you owe twenty. Yeah, be grateful. Play it to twenty. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. But I ain't gonna tell you I'm gonna get you to zero. That's a lie. <laughs> yeah, it's just unrealistic. Straight up. Does anybody have anything else? No, Actually, no. no, I believe. Oh, AB, AB would punch me in the AB. face. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I did say that I was going to ask a question about um, the 1095C, the, oh, yes. the health. Because right now, with everything, with everything going on with our president, I'm not saying anything bad. I like living in America. I want to be syndicated. Okay. Because <laughs> he hasn't even put up the 2018. Um, estimator so that you can estimate your tax for the next mm-hmm. year and his there's still he keeps shutting the government down so i'm trying to figure out what's going on with the um health savings and the health um deductions are those still going to be applicable how does that going to work Great as question. I, yeah as far as i know you're still supposed to be able to have your health savings plan mm-hmm. which uh it's so funny i did one yesterday that's uh when you you know, when you put money, you get like what is called fifty four ninety eight, mm-hmm. which shows the money that you put into the health savings. And you know, you got to make sure the preparer knows when you take money out of the health savings, you need to get the portion of expenses that was paid so that it can balance out. If not, you'll owe money to the IRS. Mm-hmm. So I'll okay. tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, far as what I know, which I do like about this plan, I, I'm not endorsing this president at all. Okay, I'm a New Yorker. We don't even like him, so I'm gonna tell you that. Um, I'll keep that real. Okay. Um, if what's supposed to happen with our 1095C, we're we're supposed to not pay pay into the Affordable Care Act. It's not supposed to be a mandate anymore. Mm-hmm. Which right. will, uh, when you don't have it, it triggers a penalty. At this point, I think of 695 mm-hmm. per person or mm-hmm. some yeah. craziness. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I believe in 2018, which we'll be filing in 2019, mm-hmm. that according to what was passed, uh, that people will not get a penalty anymore for not being insured through the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I don't like the marketplace. I mean, I had a client today, this morning, honestly. People, they they only make 40000 They're paying $833 a month. Yeah. For just the husband and the wife. Yeah. Wow. And they got four kids. Yeah. That's crazy. The marketplace. And you know what? Is I don't know why they call it Obamacare because he ain't control. If we really read that thing, he really didn't have no control of what these guys are doing. Mm-hmm. These insurance companies get fat like like cats. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, but the good thing about the 1095C is you won't be mandated in 2018, according to what he signed and what's been passed, 
to have marketplace coverage, which will then protect you from receiving the penalty of not having insurance in place. Gotcha. But for 2017, which is this tax year, nah, you still, still, still got that. You're going to get hit hard. Okay. So you're going to get hit hard if you don't have insurance this year. The 1095C still does affect your taxes. It sure as does. Now. It affects mine. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Sorry, AB. Yeah. So. Unfortunately, you know. It's but terrible. hey, you know what? You think about it. You probably... Uh, if you have employer's insurance, you're good. But if you don't. Right, but if you don't, if you, don't yeah. you probably pay less with the penalty than having insurance. Me. Right. Yeah. I will pay. I promise you. No, you yeah. everybody. Because it's that in, it's expensive. That expensive. No, it's that yeah. expensive. Yeah. Think about yeah. this. Me, family of six. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just heard know. a bomb go. Off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, seriously. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's yeah, crazy. it's crazy. Twenty four thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'll take the penalty and I'll pay cash. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, the 1095 C's only to this year. Thank God it's being removed. But as you know, um, and just to add to this, because of all these changes, mm-hmm. I mean, I heard the other day one of my staff was talking about. How they're changing Medicaid. You yes. can't get yeah. Medicaid anymore. Yes. You can't get people can't get. Um, they're reducing food stamps. Yeah, they're, mm-hmm. they're yes. thinking about going back to the '60s where they was bringing trucks. Of, right. About. Yeah. Giving cheese and what type of stuff? Well, you know, it's, Donald Trump did say mm, that he, I, he liked the know, 50s and take, 60s. I, I feel a certain way because I feel like we're abusing food There you go. There you anyway, go. Because I was so going to say, it's, it's, it's a opinion. give or take thing. Like, yeah. you have those people who legitimately need the system, great. But we've seen people take advantage Correct. of it. For, right. Like, when I was growing up, there were people who were legit lived in the projects. And they were wearing Jordans. They had on the freshest gear yes. ever. My mom worked two jobs. She scrubbed floors and she worked at McDonald's. Mm. We didn't have that. I got. I was happy to get some Reeboks. Mm. You know, so. And then you see people like kind of perpetuating the system. Yeah. Over yeah. and over and over yeah. and over again. It's yeah. like. Best hairstyles, nails done, drive a, the newest car, mm. and living in Section 8. And you still got your little hustle. And then you make it hard for people like me, mm. who yeah, right. I do work a 9 to 5. Mm. And, you know, you you just trying to get out here and get it. I'm yeah. trying to save, but it, that thing is hard. Yeah. And so yeah. I don't. There is no extra in, income. Here. I don't think the food truck is a good idea, but I do agree with them. With but the, I feel um, like you know stamps. you can go get lobster tails with your EBT card, you but why you can't get a box of broccoli? Like, you need to eat healthy. Yeah. Food inequality. Right. Food inequality. Mm-hmm. Right. My, my sister did a research on it, and and it's true, and that's why. Uh, in our communities, we have more cancer, we have right. more diabetes. Right. It's because right. we can't use that same money and go to Whole Foods. We don't. Mm-hmm. To, but but we need to, right. and, and we should be able to. And I think, this is just my opinion, I think if you make $100,000 or less, and you have a certain amount of kids, you should get food stamps. Man, where the line at? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> where the line at? tell you. Uh, I, I would not be ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> right. Girl, what you going to You going to use your visa day? You going to use your mascot? No, no. I'm going to use my EBT, EBT. card. You know <laughs> Swipe. Yeah. Health, be, uh, health is, is not 
Western medicine when we're medicating and, mm-hmm. and pharmacy. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying that I'm not talking bad against that. I right. think we need that. But it, it should be a complement of what we're ingesting, what we're mm-hmm. taking, right. and how mm-hmm. we're eating mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff like that. And a lot of Eastern we, medicine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. And if we can't eat right, I mean, we're going to continually be sick. We're mm-hmm. going to we're going to have deformities. We're going to have mm-hmm. this. We're going to that. Yeah. You know, so. I think it plays into a bigger thing too. That's right. another conversation. Right. But I think that the whole system should be looked at again too. I think mm-hmm. it's it broken. To. I agree. It is very broken. So you know, if it's, like I said, it's a give or t- give and take thing. You know, you right. have to look at it from both spectrums. There are yeah. some people who are really in need who really need the system. Correct. But there are some people who are hardcore taking advantage of Abuse it. it. And I'm just I like, know. can I get one stamp for one? That's month? it. Just I just wanted for my. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, you know but what that, I that's the crazy 200? part. You have some people who it's like, hey, you know, I need it just for right now, three right. months, and they'll do three months, and they're back on their feet. But then you have those abusers who, where you've been on forty years, do you know that and then your you children have, are automatically rolled there into you it, go. and now they get the Section if Eight department, and they get food on, stamps, and they don't yes, have jobs. If you are on Medicaid, yeah, they grandfather their kids Medicare, into it. and you have children within that. It continues That's on. You're they get all your benefits it. or yeah. all the benefits that you reap so, from so that. So then you see why some of the staunch right wingers will be like, nah, 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 nah. We get, but you know, also too, I think it depends on people in power sensitivity to those who actually are good people, who are hardworking mm-hmm. people, who actually just need assistance mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah, but, you, you have know. to be able to see it. You yeah. know, you can weed out. System is broken. It is right. very broken. Right. Well, doctor, I'm going to call you doctor because you're getting ready to get your doctorate. Yes. Yay! Yay. Big up! Yay. Yes. Hard work. Thank, right. you. thank you. Mr. Fields, thank you so much. Thank you so, 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 so much. I'm not going to get emotional because I'm going to leave. Shout out. Stay tuned. All right. Thank you so much for coming on being a part of the health series. This is going to, this is like some real good information. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let my mama listen to this. Yes. (laughs) So thank you so much for being on and you're welcome here anytime. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, thank you, Veronica, Melody, and Z. (laughs) <laughs> thank you thank you for having me. I'm just uh this was a it's a great time spent and I hope that this information will help uh your listeners thank you definitely and, you know they can start making some internal changes and and some of this information you know could help them yeah absolutely mm-hmm. all right you guys this is episode seven health series stay tuned <laughs>